With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So anyway, uh, this war, um, I'm not speculating about it. I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, but I do know it's going to have a profound effect on the media and on our culture. It's already happening. So let's bring in a guy who's following this as well. Hugo Gurdon is the editor-in-chief at the Washington Examiner. He joins us now from D.C. Um, cancel culture. I wrote a message of the day on BillOReilly.com. Is now, that was invented by the far left to destroy opposition, uh, put allegations on people we don't like, uh, try to get them off the board. Now, cancel culture is changing and going after the far left. Pretty ironic, isn't it? Uh, it is ironic, but this uh, the, the invasion by Hamas and the extraordinary atrocities that there have just been uh, has really shaken things up and it's made it a very difficult, to, it's a very difficult situation for the left to deal with because the left has for decades now increasingly uh, been opposed to Israel and, and has supports uh, Hamas. And frankly, uh, as you've seen from the demonstrations out in the streets in our own country, as well as all over the world, the supporters are, are the op opponents of Israel support Hamas and all their deeds. They, they go out and they say that the deeds are justified. They are, uh, you know, they include in this the, the rape and murder of uh, women and, and, and children and the appalling atrocities that are being reported. So this has thrown the left into very considerable confusion. And uh, I'm not surprised that uh, executives at, um, you know, at news organizations have decided that they can't be, uh, can't have people on who are radically supportive of this kind of atrocity. Were you surprised at Harvard and other uh, higher uh, education places uh, were so radicalized that they would uh, almost immediately sign sign on with Hamas. Did that surprise you at all? Oh, I wish I could say I was surprised. It comes into that very large and growing category of things which are shocking but not surprising. It was. It really it can't be surprised that uh, uh, the Harvard students and, and frankly students at universities all over the country, both undergraduates and graduates who are increasingly militant, increasingly radical, uh, ideologically hidebound to the left. They're absolutely in lockstep. It's not a surprise that they would come out and start, uh, you know, making justifications and you know, blaming Israel. As the, the, you, you cite the Harvard uh, organizations, 31 different student organizations. They said that uh, Israel was entirely responsible for uh, the violence that was uh, that was perpetrated against it and this is something that the left does bill i mean in in all over in in all sorts of policy areas and cultural areas they basically blame the victims it's rather like the way that they blame the victims of crime and they excuse the perpetrators it's exactly what they're doing in international and in domestic affairs in um the philosophical quarter the far left has always considered israel a fascist state 
And I gave the history, as you heard, leading up to that. I'm not quite sure why that has become such a pet issue for the far left. I mean, surely they understand the Holocaust, the displacement after World War II, all the horror that the Jewish people have endured for centuries. Surely they understand that. All right. And that the Holy Land is divided among three groups. And this was really the only solution here to save the Jews that didn't that weren't killed during World War II. If you have any sense of historical perspective, you've got to understand that. So why would the far left then brand it a fascist country? But you're, you're completely right. There is no sense of historical perspective. If you understand the history, you know why that Israel exists and, and the, the Jews have been there actually for 4,000 years and more. So, um, uh, but everything on the left these days is seen through the lens of these subjects that we've all heard about more and more over the past two, three decades, that is race, class, and gender. And these matters are, in Israel is looked at in that way. The, the left turns everything upside down, as I was saying. In their uh, intersectionality, uh, the more you are, essentially it makes excuses for failure. Socialism has always been about, and radical egalitarianism has always been about equalizing uh, success and failure, and um, people who fail, people who can't look after themselves, etc., are are, are are given government money, etc. The, the radical egalitarianism in reducing the difference between failure and success has also reduced the difference between right and wrong, and ultimately now it is eliminating the difference between good and evil. The problem for the Jews is that they are successful. They run a successful liberal democracy uh, where people can thrive and can be happy and they can accumulate wealth and be successful. In the left's kind of matrix of understanding almost anything, the people who are successful are oppressors. We see that in this country too. The people who are unsuccessful, can't govern themselves, uh, misbehave, commit crime, or in the international sphere, you know, are tyrannical, dictatorial, murderous, etc. They are categorized as uh, the oppressed. So there's an extraordinary thing, uh, given the history, given the fact that six million Jews were murdered because of who they were, because of who they were racially in the Second World War. Jews are now almost honorary white supremacists. In, it's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable. And last question for you, socially in America, and I'm generalizing, most Jews are very liberal people. Yes. And their, their voting patterns are that way. Okay. Right. Yep. Do you think that's going to change now? You know, uh, it, it absolutely should. And I suspect that to some extent it will. Sadly for me, I wrote probably uh, 20 years ago that it was going to change. How could, how could the Jews possibly continue to support uh, the Democratic Party as it pulled further and further away from Israel, undermined its support, and supported these organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, unfortunately, the, the dramatic change that I thought was going to take place then did not take place. There has been some easing. I think that this latest episode, which uh, the Jews think of as their 9-11, they, they now refer to 10-7 as being their 9-11, it is going to change uh, some voting patterns, but I fear it won't change it as dramatically as uh, as, as we would hope. And that will be partly because 
the left, the Democrats in particular, are very good at sort of demagoguing an issue and 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 painting the right as some racist and fascist and and all the other ghastly yeah. things. Mr. Gordon, we really appreciate it. Washington Examiner, you guys should check it out. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you very much. You're listening to the NOSPA News Weekend Edition. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. Now I want to bring in a guy who's covered this thing uh, in a very personal way. You may remember him from Fox News. Leland Vittert worked for us at Fox. I say us because I was there for more than 20 years. Uh, from 2010 to 21, he was based in Jerusalem. I use uh, Leland uh, a number of times because he's an honest reporter and he's a gutsy guy. And, you know, when you're living over there, uh, you're in danger. And he was over there 10 years. He now does On Balance with Leland Vittert on News Nation, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So the problem here is that if you are a ground reporter, you have to go with the Israeli Defense Forces to do anything. Is that correct? Inside Gaza, right? And the Israelis so far have not, in their words, invaded yet. So. Uh, if you if you go into Gaza, you are a subject of Hamas, and anything that Hamas says, you sort of have to take uh, at face value, and you have to report. Otherwise, uh, you, there's there's some other things Hamas can do to you to make sure that you report what they want you to report. Inside Israel, you really have a lot of freedom of movement, and I would say, at least from my experience uh, inside Israel, the IDF was extraordinarily honest and transparent um, in my experiences dealing with them, and in what. What they said was what happened, and 
Uh, there were times that things that they did were not good, and we reported on that, and they were as forthright about it, I think, as, as you could expect anyone to be. I think, Bill, what you make a very good point is, is that from 2010 to 2011, 2012, I used to go into Gaza, and you had freedom of movement. You could tell stories. You could talk about things there. You were careful not to really upset Hamas. Uh, but, but ISIS was the turning point. And now, as we look at covering Hamas, you really have to look at it almost like the same way you looked at covering ISIS, uh, because their tactics have now morphed into that. Uh, and the way that they deal with uh, information coming out, the way they deal with their own people. Um, is much more similar to ISIS than anything we Yeah, it's at. a savage thing. No, no Western reporter is safe in Gaza at this point in history. But I'm happy to hear you say that the Israelis were fair and allowed you to criticize. I'm not sure that's the case now under Netanyahu, who is more dictatorial um, than some of the other leaders, uh, recent leaders of Israel. They, for example, I don't know if the Israeli forces want Americans to see dead Palestinian children. I don't think they're going to let you shoot that, but I could be wrong. I don't know whether they're going to allow embeds when there is a ground invasion going right. all the way. It's in. a whole different. I think the, the thing. point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. I, th I think the point, though, has to be made. I think you made a very good point, which is about being a fair reporter. Um, and there's somehow this conflation going on right now in the media between uh, Palestinian civilian casualties and Israeli civilian casualties as if they're the same thing. And there's a very big difference. I, and I saw this on the ground. And I, I know this from my time with the Israeli military. There's an enormous difference between a terrorist organization or a, a quasi-paramilitary organization of Hamas that targets civilians and kills them and slaughters them, and an army that is trying to protect its own country that, that launches attacks against that paramilitary organization, and the paramilitary organization uses civilians as human shield. There isn't really a moral equivalency there, and I think it's one that any time you report on the, the number of casualties back and forth, you've got to point that out. Um, sure. And, and there, uh, is a, there is a substantial difference. The problem, Leland, and we discussed this on your program. I was on Leland's program last night on News Nation. The problem is that the media and the people that are in charge of the individual programs have no frame of reference about the area at all. They don't know anything. They don't know what happened in 1948. They don't know what happened to the Palestinian Authority. They don't know who Hamas is. They don't know the pressure that ha Hamas puts upon its civilian population that you just laid out. And they're not real interested in that. It's too complicated. So therefore, these idiots at Harvard and other colleges, these students who know nothing, they just are ripe for propaganda that, you know, Israel's a fascist state. It wants to go out and, uh, and persecute innocent women and children in Palestine, all that garbage. So look, all you got to do is back to the United States dropping the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and knocking out Dresden. Yeah, equivalency? Were we wrong in, in doing that? Of course not. Of course not. It's the same thing with Israel and, 
uh, Hamas. The same thing. You have to defend yourself. And now they have to wipe out Hamas. So here's my next question. Do you, based on your expertise in the area, believe that Hamas can be wiped out in the small area of Gaza? Is that possible? It is possible. Taking Hamas out would be like trying to kill a colony of cockroaches, right? It's messy. It's very difficult. If you were to just level Gaza and not care about anything else, um, yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, I don't think the Israelis are going to kill two million plus people. And Hamas has enormous popular support inside of Gaza. It is as much a now, why is that? Why, as it is why a military. Why is that? Uh, they're getting. Leland, Leland, you just said something well, very important. Yeah. Hamas has popular support inside Gaza. They're terrorists. They're cutthroats. Everybody knows that there. Why are they popular? They're, they're the only ones who can provide anything, and they're good at propaganda. They've gotten a lot of help from Iran. They're the ones who say, we're fighting against the people who are you're oppressing you, that being the Israelis. The, the local Palestinians uh, don't have a free press to read. They can't sit there and learn. Okay, the entire Arab world is united against uh, Israel and united that the, the, the responsibility of the Palestinians lies solely with Israel, never mind that from Morocco to Indonesia, they don't want to do squat uh, for uh, the Palestinians. That's not reported on Arab media. But you said something earlier, Bill, I want to take a little bit of an issue with. You said that the American media doesn't know the difference. The hosts on MSNBC and CNN uh, and NBC News and ABC News, they know the differences about what I'm talking about. The reporters on the ground certainly do. I think it's not that they don't know the difference. It's that there is a concerted effort to demonize Israel because it's done so for political reasons. And I think on other people, uh, on other individual reporters and anchors basis, there's a, there's a hint of anti-Semitism. Because when I was over there, I would see people who knew the difference, and I won't name names, but reporters and anchors who knew the differences, who knew the history, who didn't report the fairness in the context that you and I have talked about being so important, um, clearly because they had an agenda. And that's very, that's very different. And that's why I think what you've talked about in terms of calling out what's happened uh, in Israel, talking about it honestly, is so important. Okay. Two things that I've learned in the last 24 hours. CNN has made a deal with the Israeli Defense Forces. So the coverage on CNN is going to be pro-Israel. MSNBC was told by the anti-defamation league, you better not do the moral equivalency thing or we're going to launch a boycott against NBC News, we the ADL. They were told that. So therefore, over the weekend, MSNBC th pulled three of their radical left pundits off the air in response to the threat. So you're right. The agendas, but the agendas are shifting now. CNN is going to be a cheerleader for Israel. You wait and see. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what CNN's coverage looks like. And I, I, I don't know, I guess maybe they're on, on the counter force. I don't know about the deal that they've covered, but maybe to be. be You're not going to see any primetime um, hosts on CNN do anything favorable to Hamas or Iran. You're not. It's not going to happen. 
Anyway, last yeah, well, question. Look, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the question is, okay, go ahead. No, no, I, I just don't know how you can do anything favorable to Iran and Hamas right now. No, I, because you and I did. are rational um, people. You know, of, yeah. You and I know we've been there. You, you much more than me, but we know. You know, I, I wrote a whole book on this. Yeah. You know, the most well-researched book on terrorism in the world, killing the killers. And we know the evil that comes out of Tehran. There's no two sides to the story. They're evil. They want to kill Jews. That's what they want. They say it. So anyway, last question for you. Um, this has reversed the cancel culture, as we spoke about last night. OK, so the cancel culture was used by the progressive left. They invented it about 10 years ago to destroy the progressive opposition. And it's worked. Now, the people who are sticking up for Hamas are in danger of being canceled themselves. It's turning. Isn't that interesting? It's interesting to see if the media that was complicit in creating cancel culture and fueling it and, pow and empowering it, because that uh, it went from social media to national media, right? If that same media allows the turn to happen, or if all of a sudden we get this, wait, 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 uh, just because somebody shows up at a Herm Hamas rally, just because they rip down posters of Hamas uh, uh, hostages, just because a professor at uh, Columbia calls uh, the attack on Israeli civilians awesome, well, they shouldn't be canceled because now all of a sudden free speech will become a right. thing. I think you're right that, the, that it's turning. The question is, does the same standard apply? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I think that's going to turn to All right. I don't know about any gooses, but uh, I guess that's geese, right? But um, we'll keep an eye on the media. Leland Vitter, News Nation. Appreciate it, Leland. We'll talk soon. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. 
Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Okay, let's bring in a guy who follows the military aspect of this because that's what's coming next. Colonel David Hunt, you know him. You used to use him all the time on The Factor. Uh, he comes to us from Maine. Uh, you want to look up David Hunt. He's got all kinds of medals and honors, very brave man, Vietnam War, all of that. So my first question is to you, I'm right about Iran. They, they don't have any capacity to attack Israel, correct? Yeah, I mean... They attack Israel through proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, Iran is is very weak. Uh, they're, they're a problem. They're they're probably the, the center of the universe, the Middle East, partly because of what we did in Iraq. But no, they're not they're, they're not attacking Israel directly. They're attacking Israel right now with Hamas, and we'll we'll see if Hezbollah comes from the north, or terrorist groups come out of the West Bank. Okay, so it's the same. Um, it's the same scenario possible. that it's always been. Um, You mentioned Iraq. There, right before airtime, there are a couple of drones launched by terrorists toward our air base in western Iraq, where there are U.S. Special Forces based. Um, We took care of the drones. They didn't get through. But I don't think many Americans know that we have forces still in Iraq that police Syria and the surrounding terror hotspots, correct? We've got 2,500 uh, soldiers out of the 10th Mountain Division. They're going to be there for nine months. They're in Kuwait, Syria, and Iraq, mostly doing guard missions uh, and some patrolling. But that 2,500-man force has been going on, rotating every 10 months for a couple of years now. So, yeah, we've got forces there. And you need them there because the remnants of ISIS and and al-Qaeda, and they're still floating around. We also have military in Turkey, correct? Absolutely. Big, huge. Huge base. Insulin. Huge Air Force base. Yep, you do. But that's problematic because if the uh, USA had to get involved with Iran or another Muslim nation, I don't know if Turkey's going to be down with that and let us use that base to attack people. They didn't in Iraq, as you know. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do it in the 20 years we were in Iraq. Right. Or, it, or to Afghanistan. So my bet is, yeah, no, they won't let us do it. Okay, so why are we there? Why do we have uh, all this big base in a Turkey? What do we accomplish by doing that? Well, it gets us closer to attacking some of our enemies. Uh, we have influence there, but the Turks are, as you know, duplicitous and cannot be counted on fully. Um, yeah, they're NATO members. It's a great question as to, we, we, we could, there's a good argument to be made to pull them. No question. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of uh, CIA there on that base. There's a lot of intel. Um, do you have any idea why the Israeli and American intel was taken by surprise by the Hamas attack? No, uh, there's, there's no good explanation for 40 separate crossing sites developed by Hamas. There's, 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 they captured Israeli military bases 
the, the number of hostages is at least 200. Besides the women and kids, they, they took Israeli generals. This, this was a complete disaster from, from uh, the Israeli standpoint, uh, as worse than they, the mistake made in the 73 war when they missed the Syrian and Egyptian tanks massing on their border. They're just, I, there's no explanation. And we get most of our intelligence from an area from Israel. Uh, but this was a complete failure and it has to be addressed because that's the same intelligence community that's going to be used on the attack in the Gaza. Unless you can figure out why and how you missed this, you've got a disaster in the hands going into Gaza. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised the CIA missed it because they have a big presence in Tel Aviv at the American. Well, the American embassy has been moved to Jerusalem. Um, yes. And they have a presence in Jerusalem, but they also have a big presence in uh, Tel Aviv, and they work very closely with the Israeli uh, intelligence. They both missed it, and that sends a real chilling message as far as our self-protection is concerned. If they're going to miss that, what else are they missing, you know? They missed uh, the Taliban coming fat, north to south when we did that disaster pullout. That was a huge intelligence failure, and nobody paid for it. I, all I'm, I, when, when this question is getting asked the last 10 days, uh, the Israelis and Americans want to pat you on the head and say, don't worry about that now, let's go fight this war. Well, no, you've got to get, you have to get the answer. Okay. Because that's the community that failed, depending on. Final question, the aircraft carriers. We've got the USS Ford already in the Mediterranean. Another big carrier coming in. And this is basically to send a message that, you know, we're going to protect U.S. interests and we can bomb the hell out of you from the sea. Uh, this, again, sends a message to Iran. Uh, you better not mess around. Or is there more to it than that? That's primary mission. That's also, they've got phenomenal intel on both those aircraft carrier battle groups. Uh, they'll put Marines on there. If there's going to have to be another evacuation, a large evacuation of U.S. Uh, and the threat, and they'll and they'll they'll supply intelligence and logistical support as we're doing right now to Israel for as long as it takes. But yeah. the main one is a uh, political statement, military statement, just like you said, Iran, do not screw around, keep Hezbollah in Lebanon, Lebanon, and keep control of the units you have in the West Bank, because uh, that won't we won't stand for that. And those missiles on those carriers, they're capable of reaching um, Hezbollah and all of that stuff. They can just launch right out of there, right? Absolutely. And we've got, you know, uh, submarines, et cetera, that can reach Iran. There's no issue about us being able to reach out. But they stick those. That's, as you know, that's a lot of ships surrounding an aircraft carrier. It's a big um, presence in the Mediterranean. I hope you're following the best news presentation in the country, which, of course, is me. Um, and I've been setting up this uh, controversy between the Wall Street Journal, which flat out says Iran was behind the Hamas attack, and CNN, which says it was not. Do you have an opinion on that? 100% that Iran has and will back continuously help plan this, um, finance this, um, help train, train up this. Probably two years worth of planning and rehearsal to get them to do what Hamas did. There's no question about it. I, I, the only reason I can think that we don't want to admit to this is we don't want to deal with Iran in the middle of doing uh, Ukraine and helping Israel. 
Like, there's no other reason. Israel says, guaranteed they do. I don't, uh, CNN don't care about it, but the U.S. Uh, keeps waffling on this, and it's, it's, it's a problem. All right. Colonel David Hunt coming to us from Maine. We appreciate it as always. Stay well up there. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. Here's the gem from the No Spin News Vault. Time is our most precious asset. And many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course Gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties. Visit hillsdale.edu bill to register. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. So inflation is killing the Biden administration. So I asked myself, find me a guy who can explain why inflation is up in 16 months, about 9% over Trump. And we came up with a man named Brian Riedel, who's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. He's an expert on budget tax and economic policy. He joins us now from Mount Vernon, Virginia, where George Washington lived. All right, Brian, even you have to explain it so even I understand it. 16 months, 1.4 till about 10. Why? Well, we, we were taught in school the basics that inflation is caused by too much money chasing too few goods. And what happened was primarily during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve poured in $4.8 trillion into the economy. $4.8 Where did a lot of that end up? Mostly in the stimulus bills. We had the CARES Act. We had 
even worse, the American Rescue Plan of $1.9 trillion that handed out trillions of dollars in new benefits. What ended up happening, of course, was so they did this at the very time when supply was constrained. So you have businesses producing less because the pandemic, their workers aren't there. We're importing less from China because they're shut down over there. But yet we're giving people trillions of dollars with no place to spend it. So when you have all these trillions of dollars, $4.8 trillion in new cash, but businesses not able to produce $4.8 trillion worth of goods and services, what you're going to get is shortages, price hikes, and inflation. And the Biden administration is, is pouring it on. The American Rescue Plan last year was $1.9 trillion. Um, they were warned at the time that that was going to drive up inflation. You also have tariffs. You have expensive new regulations coming out of Washington that are all piling on and making okay. it worse. Now, you had the, the same situation under Trump, though. Trump okayed a lot of payments to people, mm -hmm. uh, and the supply mm -hmm. was totally shut down in the USA in April of 2020. Everything mm -hmm. stopped, but Trump kept inflation at 1.4. Mm -hmm. How come? The reason... Yeah, but the, the, the couple things happened. First, the money the Federal Reserve poured into the economy, it took a while for people to spend it. Uh, the first month that all the rebates came out, the savings rate in America went from 8% to 32%. So at first, a lot of it was just kind of sitting in bank accounts. Also, a part of the reason it's, it's worse now is at that point, the economy was really dipping and it could actually use a little bit new spending. The thing that made the American Rescue Plan a year ago so dangerous is that the economy was actually recovering. At the time of the American Rescue Plan, we were told the economy was producing $400 billion less than its capacity. It had closed the gap to $400 billion. So what did lawmakers do? They shot a $1.9 trillion bazooka at a $400 billion gap okay, in the so economy. So they flood the market with money. So people have more money to spend and, and then higher prices can happen because they're willing to spend. But you didn't exactly. say anything about the attack on the oil industry by Biden. So as soon as he did that, the first day he was in office, the oil futures market, which dictates what we all pay at the pump yeah. overseas, all over the world, goes, whoa, the United States is going to cut down their oil industry. Mm -hmm. And they'll have to buy more oil in order to cover the less oil being harvested. Mm -hmm. So we're going to raise the prices of a barrel of oil. How much did that impact inflation? That significantly impacted inflation. In fact, uh, gas prices are up 44% in the past year. And there's really no sign of them dropping. Now, a little bit of that is because people used to be driving less during the pandemic. But even compared to before the pandemic, oil prices have gone through the roof. Gas prices are up 44%. And it's in part because, as you say, they're not giving permits to people and to companies. They're to not harvesting oil. It's much harder to harvest oil now than it was under Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that Joe Biden has any clue about economics at all? There's, there's not much sign. Um, he has made so many gaffes on economic policy. He is, if the fact checkers are paying attention, 
Um, a, a year ago, he promised that his economic plan would create 19 million jobs, even though there were only 7 million people projected to be unemployed. The fact checkers who were actually paying attention went to town. He has made gaffe after gaffe after gaffe on economics and on inflation. All he's really talking about is corporate greed causing inflation, right. which his own economic advisors dismiss. Don't, don't forget Putin. The Putin price rise. The Putin price. Putin did it. Somehow Putin managed to cause inflation that began a year before the war in Ukraine. I, I so there's a time machine apparently in Washington. Okay, so you would agree with me that Biden just doesn't have any clue on economics, doesn't know that macroeconomics from a microeconomics, inflation from deflation, he doesn't know. But you would assume that his advisors would know, right? His advisors, in fact, his head of the Council of Economic Advisors is one of my former professors. She's a very smart woman, Cecilia Rouse. And what I have heard about White House deliberations is that the economists in the White House understand that what the president is saying is not true. They understand the greed narrative is not true, but they've been overruled by the political advisors in the White House because the polling shows that people want to blame corporate greed for inflation as if corporates haven't, corporations haven't always been greedy. <laughs> corporations were greedy when inflation they just was got low, greedy. they're greedy right. now. All right. Now, I think this is the end of the Biden administration, just like the Carter administration blew up. Uh, because Jimmy Carter didn't know anything about economics. I think the same thing is in play with Joe Biden. Last word, you think I'll be proved correct? I think if inflation is not solved, there's very little chance he can survive this. And unfortunately for him, even in, if inflation does drop, real wages are dropping and people aren't going to get that back in the next no. year or two. No. And they have no clue to, to solve the inflation. Uh, raising interest rates will just strangle the economy into a recession. The Fed knows that, um, so what a mess. Hey, Brian, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, and I did understand everything you said. It was great. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks. We'll talk again, I hope. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the No Spend News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.